Hey friends, welcome back. It is episode number four, and today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, how to teach private yoga lessons. Um, I've built the majority of my yoga career on teaching private yoga lessons and also teaching other yoga teachers how to move into teaching private yoga lessons. And it's more complicated than you might think, but also simpler in many ways. So what we're going to talk about in this episode are some reasons why you might want to consider that transition and also a lot of reasons that you're probably holding yourself back and how to address those obstacles. So I know if you're not a yoga teacher, you might feel like skipping over this episode and obviously feel free, but I encourage you to take a listen anyways, because a lot of these concepts can be applied to other professions as well in any case that you're wanting to transition from kind of group broader offerings into more specific focused one-on-one offerings so let's go ahead and dive in and i hope you find this helpful hello my friends and welcome to the body mind spirit service podcast show i'm your host shay knight i'm a yoga teacher a teacher trainer a massage therapist and a wellness entrepreneur coach and i've been in this industry for over 15 years So believe me when I tell you, I know that you feel called to serve others with your work. And I also know that sometimes you scream in a pillow, run out of money, feel isolated, and question your career choices. (laughs) Listen, we all do it. So on this show, we're talking about it with our colleagues. We're talking about money, marketing, work-life balance, burnout, side hustling, full-time hustling, and what it takes to keep going, or sometimes to not keep going. Each recording is dedicated to you wherever and whenever you tune in. I hope you gain a little something to help you on your way. So before we begin, I invite you to take a deep breath, get centered, maybe make a cup of tea and be present while you listen. I'm so glad that you're here and I hope you enjoy. Let's go ahead and dive in. I'm excited to get into this topic. As I mentioned in the intro, this is one of my very favorite um, areas in yoga teaching business is teaching private yoga lessons for so many reasons. Um, And for many years, over 10 years now, I've offered trainings to registered yoga teachers to teach you how to teach private yoga lessons and and not just how, but why, and also the marketing and all different aspects, right? There's so many things that go into being a professional private yoga lessons instructor. Um, It's not something that you just wing. I mean, I guess you could, maybe some people just wing it, but in my experience, it's been way more enjoyable for me and way more efficient and productive and helpful for my students and clients when I put a lot of intention behind the offering of a private yoga lesson rather than just winging it all together. So um, there's lots to get into. So I want to start with some reasons you might want to teach private yoga lessons. Um, The first one is maybe not the, mm, how should I say this? It's not something yoga teachers want to talk about a lot, but I'm telling you right now, we're going to talk about money a lot on this show because we're talking about the business of teaching yoga and the work of the work, right? So your income matters. And unless you're teaching on a donation basis, which would be great if you are fantastic, but most of us are teaching as a job. So we are going to talk about money quite often on the show. And so the first reason I have on my list is that you might need to make more money as a yoga teacher, or you might want to make more money as a yoga teacher. So this is probably 
really simple to get your mind around. But if you're teaching a group yoga class, I mean, I know things are different these days than when I started, but typically you're being paid, you know, anywhere from five to $10 per person in your class. I don't know what the going rate is at this moment, but, um, you know, a few dollars a head basically, right? So that means you might teach a class for $5 or $10, or if you, if it's capped off, you know, you're probably capped at 20 or 30 or whatever it is, but you could teach a room full of people and still make a hundred dollars for teaching a room full of people versus teaching one person. And depending on what you're comfortable charging, making somewhere at least between 50 and a hundred dollars per hour with one person. So if you're anything like I was when I started teaching yoga and I was doing, oh my gosh, probably 15, 20 classes a week all over town, um, you know, that can get really draining. It's a lot on your body to stop and start and center and drive and unpack and repack. Um, it's a lot of, you know, gas and tolls and all of that. And so you end up spending a lot of time and energy to make very small amounts of money when you're just teaching group classes versus if you were to have a private yoga lessons business, um, you're making, you know, five, 10 times the amount of money per hour. And ideally, if you have a space where you can be teaching like at a studio or somewhere that you can rent, you know, you could, you could potentially stay in one place or two or three places rather than driving all over town. So one reason you might want to start teaching private yoga lessons is to increase your income. Now I will say, and we'll get to this later in my next list of things that are probably holding you back. Um, if income is your only reason to teach private yoga lessons, then I'm going to just ask you to pause right now. And, um, you know, no judgment because we all need to eat. We all need to pay our bills. But if money is your reason to do anything in yoga, it's just it's not going to flow the way that it could if we were to reorganize your reason for doing it. We don't want to have a scarcity mentality. We don't want to be greedy, of course, um, but we don't teach yoga typically to get rich, although I do think you should be fairly paid. So just keep that in mind. You don't want to be like desperate and broke and freaking out and being like, okay, fine, I need to teach private yoga lessons. Like, that might not be the correct order of operations to move into this space of your business. Um, but by all means, you will earn more money as a private yoga lessons instructor. So that's reason number one. Uh, reason number two, that you might feel like you want to teach private yoga lessons. If you ever get the feeling like you're being limited by what you can accomplish in a group class, this is an indication to me that you might be ready to teach privates. Like let's say you're teaching a class and there are seven or eight people in your class and they're doing great and you can tell they're all at you know slightly different levels and by the end of the class they've had a good experience but you personally feel like I could have given them more or you know Susie Q over here could have gotten more out of this session if it was just me and her and I didn't have to watch you know the other three people in this corner if I could have just focused on her we would have been able to do X, Y, Z. If you have that feeling of like, it's almost like a frustration, like you wish you had more time to focus, that is usually an indication that you might be really geared for a private yoga lesson. If you feel like you have more to offer than you could do in a group class. Another reason that you might feel called to teach private yoga lessons is if you have a specialty or an area of expertise. So this could be any number of things, but 
just to give you a couple examples, let's say you really love pranayama, the breathing exercises. This is something that is usually woven into yoga classes, but often kind of skimmed over or just breathe through lightly or maybe it's squeezed in at the very beginning or the very end of class but if that's something that you're super passionate about and you really want to get into it with your students and you know spend 20 30 40 minutes doing pranayama exercises you know just that's just one example that you might be someone who wants to teach private yoga lessons to go deeper into any one of these areas you know or maybe it's the yoga philosophy that really lights you up And you look at your students and you think, gosh, I just, if I could talk to them about the yamas and niyamas, this is something I would love to do. And I could see how, how much they would benefit, you know, those, those kind of tugs on your heart, those callings, you're like, I really want to spend more time on this or that. Those are usually signs that you would probably be a good private yoga lessons instructor. And then the last reason I'm going to suggest, um, as a, reason you might want to teach private yoga lessons is that you have students asking you for private lessons. And this is one of my favorite reasons because I often have students of mine who come to take my trainings and they're like, you know, Shay, I've been asked to teach privates. My The students in my classes are asking me to teach privates. They ask if I do, where I offer, what are my rates? And I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I kind of just tell them I'll get back to them. And I'm like, okay, so that's good. Good, honest answer. But if you're being asked to teach private yoga lessons, that's a pretty good indication that you're ready to go. That The student is seeing something in you that they want more of, so much more that they're willing to pay, you know, a much higher rate for your time and your expertise. So you may not be in a space where you fully believe in yourself as a yoga teacher, in a private yoga lesson setting, but when your student sees it in you, it doesn't mean that you are ready, but it it is a sign that you might be, that they're seeing, you know, they're believing in you before you do, essentially. Um, People don't typically ask for private yoga lessons unless they really respect the teacher. It's not like something you just ask willy-nilly. It's a big commitment. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of time. So if someone has asked you to teach them a private yoga lesson and you haven't decided to answer that, request yet you know that's something you might want to explore a little bit now of course you might just think the idea of teaching a private yoga lesson is the worst thing ever and you have no interest in this at all and that's also completely fine I mean you might want to skip this whole episode actually if you're not interested in teaching privates but if it's the kind of thing which for most yoga teachers it is it's like you want to do it but you're just like not really sure how to get started or not really sure if you're qualified, not really sure what you have to offer that's different or, you know, sets you apart from another teacher, another offering, you know, then there are some ways for you to orient yourself to get ready to really step into that role of being a full-on professional private lessons instructor so that you have your offerings ready to go, you know your rates, you know what you're doing, and you can offer these things with confidence. Okay, so just to recap, four reasons that you might want to teach private yoga lessons just as a start would be number one, to increase your income. Number two, that you're feeling a little limited by what you can accomplish in a group setting. Number three, that you have a specialty or an area of expertise. And number four, that you have students asking you for private lessons. So we're going to talk next about some reasons that you might be holding yourself back as a private yoga lesson teacher. So number one, 
you don't know where to start. <laughs> and this is the most common, I think. You just kind of have the idea that you want to do it, but like, well, what do I even do? What do I do? Make a flyer? What, what do I do? Just put it on my Facebook profile, you know? So in this case, you're in the space where you would benefit from a mentor, a checklist, some guidance. Maybe you need to do some research. You're probably feeling like you're full of content and willing to share, but you know, maybe you're spending most of your time in your personal practice and likely, and I say this with love, likely you're consuming other yoga teachers, social media content instead of building your own brand and marketing yourself. You know, in the business of yoga, I think marketing has become more fun since we have social media. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm old enough to where we, I started before we really used social media to market ourselves. So it was like a lot I feel like it was a lot harder back then. Um, but these days we make it fun, right? You have Instagram and TikTok and all kinds of cool things to market yourself and make it a lot of fun. So the, the there are two sides of that, though, because you can get stuck in consuming content all day instead of creating content that you can use to reach out to people to make to make yourself known as a resource to them. So number one reason you're probably holding yourself back is that you don't know where to start. <laughs> you just kind of milling about, you're thinking about it, but you're not actually doing any of the actions that would take you to that next step. Um, a second reason that you're likely holding yourself back is a lack of confidence. And again, I say this with so much love in my heart. This is one of the things that we spend a, a good amount of time on in my um, teacher training workshop, which I'll give you some details about that at the end too, because I do have one coming up. But we spend some time here because you're stepping into a role as an expert to your student. And so you you do need to come equipped and ready and knowledgeable and skilled. But the reality is you probably are. If you're already a registered yoga teacher, that means you've already done at least your 200 hours. You've been teaching probably a year or so. You have experience. You know, you know more than your student does, which is pretty much all you need to know. Then what it comes down to is your confidence, because if you don't believe that you are worthy of being this private yoga lesson teacher, it's very difficult for your students to believe that you are or to even know that you're interested. So you have to and you you, you can't really mail this one in. You can do your affirmations and you again, social media is another great way to kind of hide and look like you're doing the work, but if you don't deep down authentically believe that you deserve a full book of clients or as many clients as you wish to have for whatever your reason is, then this can be one of your barriers to moving forward. And it's another reason that you would benefit from a mentor or from connecting with other colleagues um, to help you identify these specific blocks and address them. So you you might fall into this category if you look around and you see others as being more ready than you are or more professional than you are. And the truth is they might be ready and they might be professional, but that doesn't mean anything about your level of readiness or professionalism. So if you are stuck in that comparison space, it could result in a lack of confidence and you really are going to struggle to show up and serve from a, from a place of lack, specifically in confidence, because the same way you wouldn't want to have like a hyperactive ego, you know, we don't want to be like a diva about being a yoga teacher either. It's the same way on the other side of that where an ex like a too little of an ego is 
it's still an ego problem because you're still focused on yourself rather than your student. And this will be a barrier to booking new clients and charging your fair rate. So we'll explore this more, but your, your confidence or lack of confidence is a big factor in becoming a private yoga lessons teacher. A third reason that you might be holding yourself back is if, and I touched on this a little earlier, but if you're worried about money more than you're passionate about sharing yoga, this can hold you back. It's a tough pill to swallow, but if you are only wanting to teach private lessons to make more money, it's pretty rare that these clients are going to show up for you. And I, I hope that that's pretty, I don't know obvious as to why, but, you know, it just comes down to basically like that scarcity mentality I mentioned. And also we're, we're in this business. It is a business. You do get paid, but it is above all else a service. So if, if you are putting dollar signs over the heads of your clients, it, it's not exactly service anymore. You know, we, we have to, unless you're doing donation yoga, you're being paid. So in that case, it's transactional and it's a fair trade for your time, for your expertise, for your training. Um, but if you're wanting to just up the dollars without any other reason besides making more money, that's not usually the best way to enter this kind of offering. And let me say again, we'll talk about money a lot on this show, so I'm not knocking at all your need or want for more money. I'm all for you having all the money you need and all the money you want. I'm only saying that if that's the only reason that you would want to transition into teaching privates, then I think you would benefit from reorganizing and reframing if and why you actually want to do this. So another reason um, that you might be holding yourself back is that you maybe don't know how to differentiate a private lesson from your class offering. So let's say that you've been teaching group classes for two, three, four years now, and you've got that down. It's just like breathing for you. You have your, your outline or you deviate as you need to. It's not, it's not something that stresses you out anymore. And then when occasionally you just have one person showing up to class, you still kind of teach them your general flow you might not really know what's different about a private lesson or when just one person shows up to class. And I'm here to tell you there's a huge difference. And that is why someone might be willing to pay $100 for a private lesson or $10 for a drop-in class. There's a huge difference in what goes on during a private lesson. And this isn't like uh, the, the only the only thing you're missing here, if this if you fall into this category, is some training, is learning what those differences are and kind of getting a menu for yourself of what those differences are and how you might differentiate yourself as a private yoga lessons teacher. And the last thing I'll say um, as something that might be holding you back in this area is that you might need to strengthen your marketing skills. Um, again, we have social media, so I feel like everyone is always kind of marketing, but that doesn't mean, and again, with love in my heart, you guys, so much love in my heart, just because you can kind of market on Instagram doesn't mean that you're effective. So unless you have recent training in algorithms and graphic design and copywriting, there's a good chance that your marketing is, you know, kind of DIY, which is fine. That's how most of us do it. But if your marketing skills need to be sharpened, just know that 
that could be a barrier between you and your better offering. And you could be the very best private yoga lesson teacher in your town. But if your marketing is off, nobody's going to know. And so you won't be able to help the people who really need your help. The ones who just are dying to find you. They're like, man, I really wish that I had a private yoga lesson teacher who was exactly, and they describing you in their mind. They won't be able to find you if your marketing needs some tweaks. Um, so that's something that you can learn too. This is all figure outable, all learnable. Okay, so quick recap, some reasons that you might be holding yourself back as you're trying to transition into becoming a private yoga lesson instructor. Number one, you just don't know where to start, and that's fine. Number two, you might lack confidence. Number three, you might be more focused on money than the reason that you're passionate about sharing yoga. Number four, you might not know how to differentiate between privates and a group class just in terms of, you know, what is the actual difference there? Um, and number five, you might need some help with your marketing. And again, all of that is learnable, figure outable, and available to you. So I just want to share with you um, a little bit about how I got into teaching private yoga lessons. I've been teaching yoga since 2007. And like I said, I was teaching a zillion classes all over town. After a while, that started to burn me out and kind of take from my private practice. And also just like, gosh, even back then, it was hard to pay bills on only doing yoga classes. So what I, I started to notice that I had more of an impact on a student when only one person showed up to class. So typically, like I said, you're getting paid per head, right? So typically, you want a nice full class. For a lot of reasons, you want to help more people, but also you're going to be paid more. So if this is your full-time job, you're, you're going to want to be paid more, right? Um, but, you know, sometimes you have a, a funny class title or class time or it's a new class or whatever. And, and there are times when you might only have one or two people coming to class for a while. I mean, gosh, post-pandemic, we're seeing this all the time and people are still slowly crawling back. But anyways, what I started to notice was when I had only one person show up to class, I felt like energized by this rather than bummed out by it because I had more time and more focus and the ability to converse with the client than I did if it was a group. So what I started doing is if I had one person in the class, I would ask them, you know, I'd be like, hey, Susie Q, um, I just, you know, it's just me and you today. So I just wanted to give you the option. Do you want me to teach this class as if it were a class of 20 people and kind of give you your space? Or since it's just you and me, would you like the opportunity for me to teach you a private yoga lesson? So right off the bat, I'm letting her know there's a difference between a class and a private yoga lesson. Now, keep in mind, at the time, I hadn't officially taught any private yoga lessons. I had only been teaching those classes that sometimes had one client in them or one student in them. So I was making this... I was noticing this difference in real time with my students. So if I had one person, I'd give them the option. Do you want me to teach this to you like a group class? And or would you like me to teach it to you like a private lesson? Because a lot of times when students come to a group class and no one else shows up, they get nervous too and they would rather leave. Like they don't want the one-on-one -on -one attention. So I never want to give more attention to a student than that student wants. Because um, that's kind of why they go to a group class, right? Otherwise, they may have asked for a private. On the other hand, many students love the attention. And if they're the only one in class, they feel super lucky that they get to have a private yoga lesson. So when that's the case, I just like for them to know, yeah, you are lucky to get a private yoga lesson. How lucky. So it's 
giving them, it's almost like a gift. You know, you spent what, 10 bucks or 15 bucks on a private yoga lesson that would normally have costed you 75 or more. So I, that's how I very first started is just treating those class opportunities as if they were private lessons. And so I, it was the increased time, the increased focus and the ability to talk with them. So if I'm in a group class, rarely am I going to engage in conversation, you know, more than like, are you okay? Do you need an adjustment? (laughs) That kind of thing. Do you need a block? Whatever. I'm not really getting into it with students in a group setting. For one, you just don't have the time to address everyone, but also for privacy, right? I mean, not everyone wants to talk about their practice in front of other students. Um, so when you're on that one-on-one situation, you get more opportunities for all of that. So I use those first few accidental private lessons to curate my offerings for what would become my private yoga lessons business and my intentional offerings. So that with time, I had specific offerings for students. And it was easier for me to say, hey, if you're interested, I teach private yoga lessons and here's some things that I think we could do together. That all came from kind of scrapping it together from just accidental experience. So what happened after that is I would, I would go slower. I would offer more corrections or options for upgrades or more, um, not, not corrections, but you know, modifications. I've got to, I got the opportunity to ask the client what they actually want to focus on instead of just doing whatever protocol or outline I had come in with that day. Um, and then you, you know, you have the opportunity to correct them more often, but at the same time, you don't want to be correcting them on every little thing. So you can prioritize based on what it is they actually want to learn more about. I mean, obviously safety comes first, but right after safety, you can focus on what they actually want to learn about in yoga versus what you just felt like teaching. And again, that flips the, the focus from you to them and that's when you're stepping into that space of service where it's not just about what you know and what you can teach it then becomes about what do they want to learn and how are you able to serve them in that way so yeah in these accidental privates I was able to expound upon the things that they wanted to know and I was also able to expound upon the things that are often rushed in a group class so things like pranayama, meditation, philosophy. A lot of the times those are squeezed in at the beginning and the end of class. Sometimes they're skipped altogether. But in a private lesson, I got to slow that down and really get into it. And of course, no surprise here, the students super benefit from that. They love it. It's one of the things that you benefited from when you were in teacher training. And every time it gets squeezed out of a class, it always like hurts me a little bit because I'm like, that's important too. But you know, classes go how classes go and private lessons go how private lessons go. That's one of the big differences between them is how you get to spend your time. So over this period of time, I don't know, it was probably a year or so of accidental private lessons, probably about a year, I learned how to button this up and offer my services. And from then on out, it was, there was no stopping. I, I had multiple private yoga lesson clients per week. I would say at the peak of my private lesson practice, I was teaching 25 hours a month. Um, And this was ongoing for years. So I had regular clients who would come practice with me once, twice, three times a week for years. And when you spend that kind of time with someone one-on-one, you get to see so many beautiful evolutions of their practice and also of your teaching practice. 
because it's like you can kind of hide out in a group class because you have to be a little bit general. But when you're teaching one-on-one, -on -one, you have to stay on your toes as a private yoga lesson teacher. You have to be present to respond to that person and in, in who they are in their present moment that day. So it really sharpens your teaching skills too. So that's kind of what led me to um, offer the training. I do offer a 16-hour continuing ed workshop for registered yoga teachers. So if you have your Yoga Alliance renewal coming up and you need to do your continuing ed, you can earn 16 hours with me doing this workshop. Um, if you're local to Orlando, I'm offering one in Maitland at Maitland Harmony Yoga on November 19th and 20th. I'll put the links down in the show notes here so that you can check that out. But yeah, if that's something that interests you, you should definitely reach out to me and we can talk about it. Um, but I just wanted to share with you kind of a little bit about how I got started and where it's taken me. And it's really something I'm, I'm very passionate about sharing with other yoga teachers. Um, I think, you know, it's similar to how we teach a yoga lesson, right? Like you learn what your specialties are, what your expertise is. And I've come to learn over the last 10 or 12 years now of teaching this workshop that one of my specialties is not just teaching privates, but teaching you how to teach privates and teaching you how to make yourself official and professional and get out there so that you can get to work and start serving. Because I feel so strongly about the fact that you wanted to share yoga with people. Now, if you're somebody who just wants to stay in the group class, keep doing that. That is awesome absolutely no judgment about staying in the group class setting. We, we need that and we love that. But if you're somebody who wants to teach private yoga lessons, then I really want to encourage you to take the next step, whether that's just doing some Googling or saying some affirmations or reaching out to me for a chat or doing this workshop with me, whatever it is, I really encourage you to take that next step because whatever is between you and actually offering those lessons it's what's holding you back from helping others. And that's what I want you to focus on, that you wanted to do this because you want to help others. And so whoever those others are, they're out there waiting for you and you're no use to them while you're playing small and being scared to get started. Um, so if it's just a matter of getting organized, then, you know, start getting organized. But if you would like to collaborate and encourage one another, get into a group, then uh, stay connected to this community because there's going to be a lot more of that to come. All right, I think that's all I'm gonna to share today. We can dig more into this later. If you have follow-up questions, please send them to me and I'll be happy to answer for you. Um, and yeah, I'll see you next time. Next episode will be another interview. So I think that's it. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this helpful or at least that it made you smile. If so, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it with somebody else. You can do so by sharing a screenshot of this podcast to your Instagram stories and then tag me at Body Mind Spirit Service. You can also visit our website. The link is in the bio. It's bodymindspiritservice.com. And in there, you're going to find a free community group where you can join and chime in with podcast questions or topic requests, as well as network with other people in your field. The website's also going to give you options to opt in for the blog updates and the email list so you can stay in the loop for trainings and other exciting things there. And if you're more into Facebook, we have a free community group there as well. So again, thank you so much for sharing your time with me and I hope to hear from you soon. You can send me a DM, say hi, let me hear from you. Let me hear how I can be of service to you so that you can be of service to others. May you be happy. May you be well. May you be safe, peaceful, and at ease. And I will see you again soon. Thank you.